Welcome back to the No Ceilings Podcast for part two of our summer league recap. If you, in case you missed it, in part one, Rucker and I went through and gave our kind of reactions to the rookies. And by rookies, I mean the tw- guys from the 2023 draft. Uh, so in this episode, we will be talking about Chad Holmgren and many more. But this whole episode is part one. If you're looking for just the rookie reactions um, after you, you know, hang out with us for a bit here. Go back and check out part one. Um, Rucker, let's just dive into it. I think one of the biggest returners or the most impressive returners that we need to talk about right away is Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah, I'm more excited about part two. I'm not going to lie. I I really get excited about the rookies, but the facts, the reason I get pumped for summer league is to see who's been working on their game after the rookie year last year, who's improved, who looks like they're about to take the next step. And Holy crap, Jabari Smith Jr. of the Houston Rockets. I mean, if you're a Rockets fan, I know you've been really pumped about him in. I, I know Jalen Green's getting all the attention. Jabari looks like it, it. He is on a perfect developmental path, and I. it's like frustrating me that more people don't see this. Like, he had the growing pains of rookie year. Second half of the rookie year started to really play really strong, finish good. I was like, oh, there's the confidence boost that you want going into the offseason. And then he comes to Summer League. That first game, me and you were sitting there, and he had like, I think he didn't even score in the first quarter. Yeah. And went on an absolute war path for three quarters. And I just looked up and I was like, oh my goodness, it's happening. So, I thought he looked great in person. I thought he looks fantastic in all in the other game too. What did you think, Metcalf? He it it looks like his name should be Jabari Too Good for Summer League Smith. Um, Gosh, that hurt. It was, that really hurt. All right, that was terrible. That was terrible, but it was good. It was good. It was no, good. I, the it, it's the development that you exactly want to see because uh, yeah. the the shooting numbers weren't what you wanted as a rookie coming out of you know, compared to what they were at Auburn because he was absurd at Auburn and he, he struggled and all that stuff. And there were people ragging on him about the handle and sure. Um, but the handle looks like it's improved. It's not like he's some dynamic on ball creator now, but there were, especially in that Pistons game, there were a couple of possessions where he would, where he took uh, James Wiseman off the dribble and would cr- cross over, drive middle, spin back to his left and hit a fi- a 15, 18 foot fadeaway over a decent contest. And it's like, Oh my God, was that smooth? And it's like, yeah, when it goes in, it always looks better, but the whole process of how he flowed into it from being on the wing, attacking the free throw line, spinning back into the mid range, it was fluid. It was really, really exciting. And so much of what he did is like, Oh, this is new. This is a different mentality. You're more aggressive. You're getting to the line a million times a game. You're rebounding. You're showing some passing flashes that weren't always there. You're showing some on-ball creation, some mid-range pull-ups, some outside shooting, some work in the low post. It's like, oh, my God, the the way that his overall scoring game seems to have jumped is really, really exciting and important for this Rockets team going into next year. The the thing that stood out to me the most was even in the first quarter, I was watching Jabari. Like, obviously, we were excited to see a man and, and Scoot and all that stuff. But I was so 
pumped up to see Jabari because I was like, are you going to float to the three-point line again? Like, I, I, I always know that Jabari's outside shot's going to be there, but I was like, the next step I would want to see is you looking to create a mid-range game. Like, he has the potential to be a headache of a guard, of a def- of a assignment for defenders because all of a sudden he get the ball in the mid range, turn around and he has the high release and he should be, you know, Kevin Garnett made a career off of that move or it's just simple, like up face up, boom, 15 footer. And the first quarter he kept taking them and, and he, he missed a couple, but I was like, uh Oh, if he's at least trying this, he's been grinding on this. And then I, I I've watched everything and I'm so impressed with the three balls there. Now the mid-range game's there. He's taking people off the defense, uh, off the dribble. It just looks like a monster is being kind of unleashed a little bit. Like, uh-oh, here we go. Um, I had to look at these stats just because of comedy's sake. So I'm going to read them real quick and then let Metcalf go back to you. So he played two games in last year's Summer League. He played two games in this year's Summer League. Last year, he averaged 15, 11, two assists a game half a steal, one and a half blocks. Here's where we have some fun. Shooting splits, 39, 11, and 77. He took 14 field goal attempts a game, 9.5 two-pointers, 4.5 three-point shots, and four and a half free throw attempts per game. This year, two games, 35.5 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists, half a steal, one block, Shooting splits of 50, 35, 85, 21 field goal attempts a game, 12 and a half two pointers, 8.5 three pointers, 13 and a half free throw attempts. Like, it's just awesome. He had that mentality of, like, I'm either putting the ball in the basket mm-hmm. from all over, I'm putting it down and getting to the line, I'm finishing with force. I just, Jabari is like, it's a dream. If you're a Rockets fan, I know you're excited about Jalen Green. I know you're excited about him, man. This is the guy is developing perfectly. Like I was just so intrigued, and uh, I'm I'm pumped up about it. Yeah, it, as you should be, because he's finally starting to look like that top three pick that we all thought he was going to be and had the potential to grow into. The game just looks so much slower for him, where he's dissecting it with these he's reading and reacting he knows where to be when to be there where the ball's going when it's going to get there and how he can either disrupt it or bolster it and it's it's exactly what you want to see from your top guy and now you look at that team and you add in the rim pressure and playmaking of Amen thompson the season point guard play of um fred van vliet the the defense of dylan brooks and then you Imagine putting Jabari next to those, next to those guys, along with Jalen Green, along with Shingun, along with Tari Eason, who we'll get to here in a second. It's like, along with Cam Whitmore, you know, it's like there's so much athleticism and offensive potential for this team, and the ball should be moving all over the place this year. Yes, if if guys are constantly sticking with it on the perimeter, they got to get pulled. Their minutes are going to go down. The, the ball movement, the player movement, the shot selection should be really good for this Rockets team. There's no excuse for the the offense that we've seen them have in the past couple of years where Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. just ISO and ice everyone out and try and get their own thing and don't move the ball and don't get the right shots going. There's no excuse for, for that now because there are so many different options on this team now who can do a whole lot of different stuff on offense. 
it's really, really exciting for Houston fans. Yeah. I absolutely just think you should be pumped out of your mind. I, I know Rockets fans are going to be bummed that they only got to see one game from a man, but this is the biggest, this is probably the biggest development of summer league. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he looks like a force. He looked like a sophomore breakout is happening. And that's something that really makes Houston dangerous. And it's not just the small sample. It's the shots he was taking. Yeah. It's the, they're, they're tough shots. It's the complete shift of focus on the offensive side of the ball of being like, now I know where I can get to. Now I know the game is slowing down. Like Metcalf said, and, and I just think this is where you could get cooking. Like the, him and Shingun, I'd be very excited for years to come with that too. Like Jabari's going to be tough. This is going to be a really tough player. If, if, he has that understanding with the mid range of when to put it down. Like he had a, he had a drive. I think it was on Wiseman where he drove, he ro- he drove right and finished like underneath on the left with contact. It looked like a damn shooting guard. And I was like, if he's doing this stuff, like it's just great feel. Um, and the three point shot was there. Like it, yeah. he's still spacing the floor, but I just love what I've seen from him. And I think he's more rounded offensively like there's even some playmaking stuff so just looks great yeah he, he's no longer just that 610 catch and shoot guy yeah it's like oh nope if you close out hard he's gonna take you off the dribble uh if he catches on the elbow he has a handful of moves that he can kind of go to to get to his spot to to punish you it's like it, it's a really like you said well-rounded offensive game now where it's not just a one-trick pony where it's like oh he's a really good shooter at 610 tough to contest but as long as I get in the space, you know, we can kind of take him out of things. Now it's like, oh, not he, he has a bevy of moves that he can kind of get into and punish us. Let's talk about his teammate, Tari Eason, who has also looked exceptional. Uh, I believe he's averaging 23 points, nine and a half rebounds, four assists, one steal, three blocks. He looks really good. There was, a, you know, there's always been buzz about Tari and um, some are like, hey, is this, name that's cooling off with with that organization and blah 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 and and i got to a point where i think during one of the games i was like i think i turned to you or Corey, and i was like i said how the hell is a yudoka not gonna play him like this is a perfect player for yudoka they just be like a defensive swiss army knife that plays with his head cut off and i mean that in a great way of just like he plays hard um whatever background stuff there has been about tar eason I'm watching him at summer league the last two years. I've watched him flash on the court throughout his rookie year. I would not rule out he gets minutes because he plays his he ass should. off defensively. He should like Yudoka will play someone that he's like, I don't care. He's going to play how I want to play. He's going to play with an edge. I think it's, he's done a great job of cementing himself as like, Hey, I deserve to be in the conversation for minutes. They've got a, a lot of really interesting decisions to make with that rotation. Um, but I thought it was another great summer league from Tari. I, I really did. Um, I thought he was going to look good. I just like, it, it looked like another step forward. And, um, you know, obviously Houston did too. They shut both of those guys down pretty early. They deserve to get shut down early and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what, what, what are you, what do you think? I mean, so the, you know, there are questions of, is, is he going to get minutes, but it's like, who's restricting them from getting minutes in the first place. And you just think about their main pieces right now. And, you know, Shingun is one of them. 
and he's not a good defensive center. He's in, he's an absolutely brilliant offensive player, but he's not he hasn't been the defensive player that you want at the center position. You know, it's a great way to counteract that is putting three plus size, incredibly athletic and versatile defenders on the perimeter. Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, Tari Eason. That's a great way to cover up any warts with Shangun. And with Tari Eason being that kind of athletic low man rim protector, you can have Shangun pressure up and be a little more, play a little more at the level um, in the pick and roll and then have Tari roam that baseline and be that weak side rim protector. And he's proving the summer league that he can block the crap out of the ball. Why not do that again? His entire time at LSU, his block and steal rates were through the roof because he was, he gambled a ton, but they were really measured gambles and they were really there. There's a lot of instinctual defensive playmaking going on there. I think he has the tools to do that in the pros. And I don't see why he wouldn't, you know, maybe not start, but be the six man, like get 25, 30 minutes a game. I mean, looking at their forward rotation, like, should play over Darius days. Uh, Dylan Brooks will probably start. That's fine. Jeff green is more there for a locker room presence. Frank Kaminsky. No. Um, you know, then you got Shingoon, Jabari Smith at the power forward. Jay Sean Tate is fine, but is he really outplaying Tari Eason? Does he really provide more upside and versatility on both ends than Tari Eason? I don't think so. Then you have. Yeah. Ken I know Whitmore. they love Jay Sean, but yeah, Jay Sean's a great rotation guy, but Eason should be hunting for that role. Well, that especially should be what if the he shot is what it looks like. Yes. Jay Sean's shot hasn't gotten there. I, I think Jay Sean is an incredible developmental and work ethic story. He's turned yes. into a really good rotation 100%. guy. This isn't to dog Jay Sean necessarily because he's going to get minutes and he's probably going to be a guy that Ime loves. But Tari provides a lot of that same defense and more on the offensive end. I just don't see why and what I don't see in what world with this roster that they have that he's not a top seven rotation guy. Well, this is what I hate. Like we give up on guys after one year, and I'm. It, this is why we're always like it takes time, and then and people laugh at me when I say it. I'm like, this is the exact reason, jerks. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like everyone was ready to ride off Jabari Smith in the beginning of, or in the beginning of the year last year. They're like, oh, he can't make a shot. Like he's supposed to be this three point shooter, or whatever. He looks like a damn monster that's about to be released out of a cage right now for a second year. Like everyone right now is like, I wish we had Jabari. <laughs> like this yeah. is gonna be awesome. Eason, the same story where it's like, yeah, he looks like a guy that's going to be in his second year. He's been working his butt off. And now you might have been viewing his ceiling a little too low. You might have been like, uh, there's more to his game. Uh, confidence is the most important thing in the NBA for these players. Now they're starting to get some confidence. They're feeling fantastic after their summer league showing. We don't know. I mean, Metcalf said six man and everyone might be like, eh, it might happen. Because he has that versatility, he has the size, he's got the length, he's a defensive monster. You never know what could happen with these guys. And that's why I love seeing the sophomores at Summer League. Because it is finding out, like, whoa, they're on that path that we thought they were going to be last year. The same thing with this class that just came in. I'm going to be more excited to see them next year because there's going to be some stuff developing. And I just think... Rockets fans, if that showing from Jabari and Eason, they both average north of 20 a game. And like absolutely awesome. Like it it's fantastic. Whatever you think about Tari Eason, that's fine, but he's making a push to to be a serious piece in this roster. And he's gonna have a coach that's probably gonna love what one of his best skill sets is, and that's the defensive side of the ball. 
Absolutely. Um, all right, l- let's move on to the Thunder guys, uh, starting with Chet Holmgren. Um, yeah, so he's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, people were worried the first game in Utah. And I was like, I'm not worried because for all the guys that look raw that just got drafted that haven't played live pickup for a while, well, Chet just added about seven months to that. So, yeah, I was expecting him to be real rusty. I texted you guys. I said, the moment in that first game he fell and got up like, okay, I'm all right. Then he started looking. He was running free. He looked great. Um, Yeah, he's pretty damn good. I, I, I still think people forgot how awesome of a defensive prospect he is i think he's a better defender than victor i've yep screw it i've been telling you that all year i mean you've been you've been telling me that all year and i was like well we'll keep that one in the chamber well fuck it it's out um i will go to my grave saying that i think he's a better defender he's a better defensive prospect you're seeing it on display at summer league i think he's averaging four blocks a game um I just have this block total, which is 14 over four games. So well, I'll look it up, Metcalf. You give your I thoughts. I'll look I, up his I, I numbers. I suppose I could just do, you know, that's three and a half blocks a game. Um, you know, really, really high level math I just did there. There you um, go. Just wowing the listeners. Um, no, he he's the best. I, I think he is the best defensive center since Anthony Davis. Um, he's averaging 15 and nine. With three and a half blocks, yes. There you go. Um, he hasn't shot a lot of threes. I think 11, and he's only made one. Yeah, and they're close. Like, I've seen a couple that were ugly. He had one today, or yesterday. The days are all blurred, but it was like in and out. Um, he's getting a lot of people to bite on that three. So he's getting a lot of people to bite, and then he's attacking, and that's developing. He's Sometimes it's been ugly. Sometimes he gets fouled a lot, like, I've said I love how much he gets the line. He really does a good job. The feel's gonna come back. You could already see it just blossoming in each game. He just had his best game. Um I he looks really good. He looked very rusty in the first game in mm-hmm. Utah. And like I said, fell down and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, he's moving now. Like now he looks like that deer running around on the court. His defense is just so damn good. Unbelievable, Metcalf. Yeah, it's just been great. Yeah, no, but it's, it's the same stuff that we saw at Gonzaga, where his ball location ability when he when he's blocking shots is second to none. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, now you know the summer league, he's been doing it with two hands a lot, um, and then he does it and rarely fouls. I mean, he has eleven fouls through summer league. That's Ochai Gbaji had that in one game. Um, <laughs> eleven fouls in four games. Yeah. 14 blocks, 11 fouls, four games. That's insane. And then his positioning is so good that even when he doesn't get a block, he's steering guys into positions where they can't even get a shot off. And then his rim deterrence where guys just have to snake all the way back out through the lane back out to the perimeter because they know he's there and they know that if he puts a shot up, he's going to get it. Victor has absolutely tremendous defensive upside because of his length and his size and what that affords him in terms of blocking shots. Chet's positioning and fundamentals and ball location and shot blocking, it's perfect right now. Well, not in, I shouldn't say perfect, but it is about as damn near perfect as it could be for a player his age. I've never 
scouted a prospect who is as polished as he is on the defensive end at that position. Evan Mobley is the closest. And if Evan Mobley is getting defensive player of the year votes in year two, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Chet Holmgren starts getting that consideration or all defensive team consideration in his rookie year. I don't think that's crazy. Um, Victor is a very, I'm, we won't go too crazy on this, but, but now that I let the, you know, I let it out of the cage and we have to talk about it. Um, Victor is a very special defensive prospect. Yes. He's still got times where I think he's out of position, but his yep. length makes up for it. Why I think Chet is a better Chet puts himself a move ahead with those rotations, with understanding where it's going, with the communication. I mean, I sat courtside and watched him on the defense side of the ball, and I was like, this is one of the most impressive things I've seen when yeah. it comes to just barking out commands, understanding rotations, talking it all out. He's a damn quarterback back there telling everyone what to do. Just really intelligent. I think Chet looks great. I think he's not going to put up the numbers that Victor's going to put up because Chet's playing with a lot of mouse now that team is stacked um and they're going to be really damn good next year yeah i mean i'm telling you like i i would not shock me if okc is just a problem to be dealt with <laughs> um so i think chet looked great i i really do i think it was a, good for him to get knocked down and get back up and be like okay i'm all right and i think he's played great i think it's only going to get better with time especially with that outside shot everything's going to start working itself out but um yeah he's looked awesome yeah, uh, just the the final kind of red flag with him, just so I'm not all gushy and loving towards Chet. Um, his handle, he's kind of faced some of the similar issues that Victor has with the, the the high handle, the being kind of surprised and caught off guard by how quick and accurate guards digging on their drives is. He's going to have to t tighten it up. Um, again, at his size, there's only so much you can do, but if you're going to be doing stuff like that, you have to tighten it up to some extent. Um, but yeah. Um, what about Jalen Williams? Um, Besides, he looks rocks. unbelievable. He rocks. <laughs> he looks great. He's put on some weight. He looks, looks like he's going to be a. The first game I watched, I was like giggling watching it. I was like, this looks like an eight year NBA vet playing at Summer League. I was like, get him off the court. Like, don't even let him play the second half. He looks awesome. Um, I don't know what award he's going to be up for, but he looks like he's going to win something. Like that's how good he looks. I, I don't know. He looks awesome. He, he's, I think he's understood what's so important is playing on the wing after you put up a big year. Now you're going to have a target. So he's, he's like, I'm going to take on some more punishment. I got to be able to dish it out too. Um, I, I thought J-Dub looks fantastic. I, I've, whew. Gosh, he looks good. He looks great. Fully agree. Is is this finally the Trey Man breakout year? Um, the the problem is, is I don't see how it isn't. Like, and that's where you start getting to the point where they're just gonna have a lot of different wrinkles to throw at you. And maybe it is, and maybe you could play Trey and Kaysen together, and maybe Kaysen's the defensive-minded one, and Trey's kind of they just got a lot of different ways they can go right now. And that's why I'm so excited about OKC is they have depth. You can rotate guys. Um, maybe Trey looks good and 
they move him at the deadline for a good piece. I don't know, but he looked fantastic at summer league. He just looked like a guy that finally is like, damn, I got some confidence. Like, this is great. You know, like he's hitting it from outside. He's, he's scoring all different ways. He had one of the nastiest posters of all time in Utah. I thought they were going to shut the game down. <laughs> it, it, I mean, what did you think, Metcalf? You've, you've been a big Trey man fan since he was a prospect. Are, are you impressed with where he's at? Do you think it's, like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. It's just one of those, like, guards take time. Like, they really do. I think some guys hit their stride later on than we expect. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I it's, it, it's been inconsistent, let's say, to, to, to be generous up until now. But, I mean, 68.9 true shooting percentage, 68.2% from twos, 43% from three on seven and a half attempts a game. That's the type of scoring that I expected from him coming out. It's taken a little while, but I, I'm hoping that this is kind of that leap year for him. Um, you know, the ball security hasn't been ideal with, you know, 16 turnovers total, four per game, but he's also got 14 assists. And I don't think he's going to necessarily be one of these true point guards where he's really running the show. But as a combo guard, if you can get him averaging, you know, was that three and a half assists a game? That's solid, especially if he's shooting 43% from three. It's it's that outside shot that has failed to really be super consistent with him. I've always thought he runs a really nice two-man game, but he's failed to see the floor outside of that in terms of playmaking. I think we've seen a little more of a step in the right direction uh, in the summer league with that. But again, it's mostly that two-man game. And that alone can make you a really valuable sixth, seventh, eighth guy in a rotation. But it, it for him and for how skinny he still kind of is, um, I definitely think he's at, obviously added a lot of strength, but he's still just a, a lean guy. That shot has to be 40 plus percent for him to get minutes, especially with how deep and versatile the ball handlers on this team are now. Completely agree. Um, what else you got? Hit me. Um, Usman Jang looks good. I think, you know, it's great it, at that size, the skill it's, we've always said that it's going to take him a little bit to kind of develop. And it looks like he's kind of continuing to take those steps in the right direction. It's the perfect developmental track that we set. Um, don't take this the wrong way. Thunder fans. Like, I think this is the perfect p- path now you just want him to get any minutes like on a consistent level. And I'm not too worried about like, Oh, Usman needs to come in and average 15 a game. Cause I don't think that's going to happen because of how talented their team is. But if he could come in and be like, Oh, you know, he's getting consistent minutes. He's in the rotation. Now he's playing good defense. He's still so young that like, then all of a sudden you look up and maybe year three, it's like, Oh, Usman's, we can't keep him off the court. Like that's the path I would expect with a young player like that, that he looked great. Don't get me wrong. Like that is such a big summer league showing from him. I would just say like it looking at that summer league sample and being like, Oh, this is now going to translate to the regular seasons. It's sometimes a little tougher than that. So it might just be, you know, it's perfect. It's what you would dream of. Like my nightmare for Usman was, he came into summer league and averaged 10 points a game and shot it terrible. I've been like, Oh gosh, we're going to be another year of what we just did. I think now it's a step in the right direction and you should be pretty pumped. 
So now it's what can you do to help the team? How can you earn minutes on this roster and in a consistent level? And if I was him, I'd be like, play awesome defense. They will find a a role for you. Um, But I, I really do think big summer from him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. Let's move on to shade and sharp. Who he looks like he's going to be a problem. Um, I, I know the raw percentages, Right now, no, throw the numbers ideal. out. I don't give a I shit know. about I the know, numbers. I I'm watching I just, I, what I, I watch. I, I need to put it out there. Okay, thirty-six point eight percent from two, twenty-seven point eight percent from three. Not great. It doesn't align with the film. I don't think at all. Uh, he looks like a problem. Yeah, they're playing right as we're recording this, and he's got twelve on four of ten with two rebounds, two assists. So here's the big. Oh, go ahead, Beck. No, just just once Scoot went down too, he's also now the only offensive yes. option on that team. Here's the biggest thing: when I go to see the sophomores at summer league, I yes, it's nice to see their numbers improve. I I want to see if you're putting an emphasis on areas of your game that weren't there last year. Um, Jabari Smith of the Rockets did that, putting the ball in the mid range, putting the ball on the ground, trying to get to the free throw line. I was like, check, check, check. Fantastic. Shaden's percentages won't have anyone very pumped up out of their mind. He looks so much better. It's yes. unbelievable. He looks under control. He looks smooth. It, the shots he's taking, like sometimes I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that's a tough shot. Most times I'm like, they're just not going in. He's had some playmaking stuff too, where I know me and you talked about it, but I was like, oh my gosh, if he's re- making those reads now, woo. So, Still incredibly young. I think this year should be a year which he just is like full push of minutes. Like he should be rolling. I, oh man, I love Vegas. Just very excited for Shane Sharp. I think um, he's going to be a problem. He had one transition dunk attempt that I watched him. He looked like he wanted to do like a Jordan highlight dunk and he fumbled the ball like three times on the transition <laughs> and i was like oh this ain't gonna end up good and it just was ugly it, but it's it's really funny that he's botched a couple of like the wide open breakaway dunks <laughs> and then has had some of the biggest posters of all summer league as well he 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 looks like he's gonna be a problem do the I dunk just think, contest you've cowered no nah, he probably will <laughs> um he he looks really good i think he looks just more of like i know what i'm doing he hit some shots where i was like oh my gosh if that's in it like I'm not worried about Shane Sharp. He looked great. That was one of those like I got. I'm seeing the eye test. I see it. Don't don't tell me numbers. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Um, well, one of my favorite episodes that you and I have done is when we had Jake Rosen on. Yes, um, and you know this was now two drafts ago, and really broke down his game. And one of the big things that uh, Jake specifically brought up was how predetermined everything yes. with Sharp was. It didn't feel like that no. this year. It felt a lot more read and react, um, get a guy leaning, spin the other way, like adapting and improvising off the dribble where it's not, okay, I'm going to catch, I'm going to drive left, I'm going to step back, then I'm going to take a pull up to my right, it, regardless of what the defender is doing. Now it's like, oh, okay, the defender reacted this way, now I'm countering with this. And, you know, the shot didn't always go in, but he got a lot better looks, he got he created a lot more space. It was stuff where it's like, Oh, this is what a 20 plus per game scorer moves. Like this is what that type of guy creates. Like, and then you mentioned the playmaking improvements. The one specific aspect of that is 
and he collapses the defense and gets to the rim almost whenever he wants to, uh, kind of similar to Scoot, just given his athleticism. But now he's making those baseline re- kickout reads to the opposite corner. The accuracy isn't always there, but the fact that he's now looking for that on all of his drives and making that pass pretty frequently is really, really encouraging because it's not he's not just a one-trick pony when he goes to the rim now where it's, all right, I'm going to try and finish over or through you. It's, okay, well, you're in a really good spot. You're going to block this. So now I'm contorting my body and making that kick out. It's just like, that was beautiful. Uh, the point of the predetermined stuff, like it is freakish to transition that fast. Yeah. Like in one year, all of a sudden, like it, it was reactionary now, like where it was stuff where I was like, man, you're reading it. You're understanding it. He was moving like a guy that's like, oh gosh, he's going to be 20 points per game one day. The drive and kick, like it, it, it's the biggest, it's one of the biggest developments we saw at Vegas. I was just like, oh my gosh, like now they have two guys that are willing to throw this pass. And and I'm not trying to like slander Dame or anything. I'm just saying, like, Scoot has that athleticism to pull the gravity of a defense. Now he can kick it out. Shaden Sharp has that same exact stuff. So you have that mentality of your potential one and two being able to do that. It's going to make life for your surrounding players just awesome. Um, Shaden just did a lot of stuff that I was like, my goodness. Like, not, I hate to be like, oh, well, just can't wait for year three, but it's, I'm just talking about the development, like how much he improved from one offseason. Now, look at what he's going to do each year. He's going to be awesome. I, I just was so pumped. I went to Vegas like, oh gosh, am I going to get let down by Shaden? I, I, cause I just had such high hopes. And then I went there and I was like, man. Yes, like this is everything you want to see. And, and that's why I do think sometimes it's more important than a guy going out there and having 25 a game and shooting mm-hmm. 45% from three. I think it's more important to be like, you're getting it. You understand this is a process and you got to build the parts of your games and you're 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 getting it. And just awesome from Shane Sharp. I, I think going to be a stud. Yeah, and I, I think the numbers in Summer League can obviously be really misleading for what – a guy's play actually looks like because I, I don't like you said I don't care I mean obviously when a guy goes out and drops 28 it's awesome I like that stuff but in the end I don't really care if the process if the process was bad as long as the process is good in terms of have they actually improved different aspects of their game are they getting into different stuff are they taking tougher shots are they making more advanced passing reads are they a little more difficult to deal with on the ball that's where it's like, okay, yes, they are in all of this. And if they're a little less efficient, okay, that's fine. But they're taking steps in the right direction. Someone else who's taking a step in the right direction, Max Christie. Um, I need you to go. I need you to have your moment because you never stop. You know, you can't stop fight. You can't stop loving you. That's, that's exactly what Tyler Metcalf has been about Max Christie. I was behind it. So I'm gonna let you have your moment. Um. No, so I, I ended up with Christie in the lottery last year. Um, obviously, the, a long-term play there because he didn't really play last year at all and for a lot of reasons. But he looks big. He looks stronger. He looks more athletic. Um, he's challenging guys at the rim on both ends of the floor. The shot looks good. The scoring consistency has been there. There's been uh, an improvement in his passing reads. The defense is still really good. It was awesome at Michigan State. And now that he's stronger and has a little more pop to his game, it's even taken another leap. I don't see a world where he doesn't get really good minutes 
this year, especially in the regular season when the Lakers don't really care about his, their seeding. As long as they get to the playoffs, I'm not saying he's going to be some playoff game changer, but during the regular season, this dude should be getting a lot of minutes. He looked like a guy that said to hell with that. I'm playing next year and work his ass off and trust the process. And I mean, he looks awesome. I thought he looked fantastic from California classic to summer league to we watched him in person. I was like, man, he looks great. It's just the mentality. He's getting to the hoop. He's bigger. He's worked on his body. Um, I, I, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to put him in the rotation. You got to figure out a spot. He looks great. He looks like he's gonna do everything he can to get minutes. Um, and I'm still buying shot long-term like he, you forever were just hammering it away of like the defense and the shot are going to come around. He's going to be a good defender. And I was like, yeah, those are two areas. If you buy into him, that coming around, everything around it is usually pretty, not want to say easy, but it's, it's a better path to getting all the other stuff to, to come along with it. And I think you're seeing that where like you pointed out the end of his rookie year when he was playing some minutes with the big club you're like man his defenses look nice like he's looked legit and those are the guys that i absolutely love to see at summer league because he had one game at california and he looked awesome and i was like buckle up yeah. now this is gonna be really fun because if he puts two together the confidence is gonna be pouring and it, it happened and i was like oh gosh and he he did some stuff in vegas where i was like my goodness lakers got one they got another one and i, I just I'm very excited to see what he can do with them. And I hate saying that about the Lakers, <laughs> but I'm very excited for Max Christie. It's just cool. It's cool to see that. Like I thought it, he was a preseason top 20 guy. Didn't live up to it. Had a tough year. Went later, kept working his ass off, trusted the Lakers, trusted himself. I think it's going to pay off in a big way. Yeah. And I, just to, to circle back on some numbers, I mean, 16 assists to seven turnovers, uh, 43% from two, 60% from three on 15 attempts, obviously unsustainable. But then you look at the free throw numbers, 22 of 23 from the line. I, he's going to shoot it. Um, and just the, the leap he's taken as a pick and roll creator, as a defender, as an athlete, I, I just think it's really, really, really exciting stuff unless you hate the Lakers. Um, moving on yeah, <laughs> no, but, but, no i mean shadow lakers fans you, you had a good draft and you, um i'm very excited for christy i think he's gonna be having a big year all right let's move on to the pistons who have a handful of returners uh notable returners uh jalen duran Jaden ivy james wiseman where do you want to start ivy give me your thoughts um not great um they've I've they they seem to have made it a point to put the ball in his hands and have him run a lot of point and be that primary creator. I don't love the process of it. I mean, 14 assists to 10 turnovers, not awful. Um, but it feels like the ball's sticking a lot. It feels like he's over dribbling a lot. The speed and processing and decision making isn't necessarily there. So it's underwhelming for me. It it looks like the, uh, this is a tough one because it looks like they're trying to focus on developing one part of his game. Yes, 
And I would have rather them been like, Hey, Jaden, go do your thing, man. And he put up 26 a game and they shut him down fast. Like I I would have almost rather had them go out there, use him more as that two guard and let Sasser and Asar run more point than him. That probably would have made more sense. Um, He had two games. He averaged 18 a game shooting splits of 41, 26, 80 with four rebounds, seven assists and three and a half steals. So you guys are probably like, what the hell are you guys talking about? It looked awesome. It's just, I watched the game and he like, I was like, man, he's not doing anything. And then all yeah. of a sudden I feel like I might've even gone to the gym, the other gym in like the third quarter. And I looked down at my phone and mm-hmm. I was like, he has 20. Wow. <laughs> like, so, but I know that's what Ivy did ever since Purdue is just all of a sudden a snap and it was just, he's cooking. I just thought there was a lot of times where I was like, they're trying to have him run the sets and then kind of pushing him away. And I was like, I want Ivy to go get the ball. Like I want them to have him trying to get 20 or 30 points but I understand if they're trying to create that. So it's like, Hey, once he's with Cade, they're cooking. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, Fine. I still it, love Ivy. I'm, I'm not too worried. Yeah. It's just like, eh, I would have loved if you did something else. So whatever. It, it, it just kind of circles back to that idea of the numbers can be great, but the process necessarily isn't. And it, it just, it didn't feel natural. A lot of it felt really forced and uncomfortable. Um, I, I just would have liked to see the, the, the ball popping a little more. Um, and, and just that that processing speed speed up a little bit. So maybe th- this will be good for him because it kind of throws him into the fire and forces him to start making those reads a little quicker. So I'm still in on Ivy. This isn't like a, yeah. oh my God, Jaden Ivy sucks now. No, um, I, it's, it, it just feels like kind of an awkward process. Yeah, I'm still all the way in. I was just like, huh. yeah. yeah, okay. Can't I can't have everyone look awesome. I, and he's like, his numbers look great. Mm-hmm. I just was like, Thought they could have been bigger. But watching him on the games, I was like, eh, I don't look. Can we just give him the ball and let him go to work? And then it was like they were trying to prioritize him playmaking. Yes. Like, eh. So go ahead. Um, Jalen Duran, talk to me. Um, I'm also remembering now, like the Pistons used to do, like trying to play Killian Hayes and Ivy and stuff. So, like, maybe that makes sense. Their summer league team just gets a little wacky. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Duran. Hold on to that monster. Um, he looks great. He had a relocation three. I almost had a heart attack. Um, he looks like there's some really fun stuff developing. I feel like he showcased some footwork stuff. Um, he shared, he showed a new look that took a while for me to understand without like the cornrows and stuff. So um, he's got the buzz cut. I'm trying to look at his numbers. He's got 14, 14 and six. Does that seem right? No. Yes. Not uh, right. Did he have a game where he went nuts? Hold please folks. We're at a hold. <laughs> and he's only made 16 field goals. Okay. Well then so. maybe that's right. He had a, I think he had a 20 and 10 game. So maybe he had two others. I think he looks good. Um, really excited for how yeah. young he is and how tall yes. he is. We also went to a meet and greet um, for shout out through the wire guys and the enjoy basketball guys were there too. And uh, Whitmore and Ren were there. 
to get uh, do the live pod. And Duren's very tall. Um, Corey made a joke. He also dresses like most people that are still in high school, where it's like the hoodie matches the shoes. It was great. He had like some Jor- red Jordans on with a red hoodie. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, big Duren guy. I, I I was a fan. I think he's on the right path. Looks really fun. Those are also tough because he's playing with Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Who's who he's going to play with this year. Yeah. Who's on the path to prevent, to prove himself contract year. So Wiseman's trying to put up some big numbers at summer league. And I feel like Duran, you just got to focus on what's developing. And I mean, the fact that he took a relocation three, I was like, Oh my gosh. And he made <laughs> it, which was, was crazy, but yeah, I'm pumped for Duran. I think he's going to, I think he's just going to be a stud there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I think we we're kind of starting to see some more of that passing stuff that was really intriguing in college from him too. Um, but but let's talk about Wiseman, uh, the rare year four summer league guy. Uh, kind of feels like a make or break year for him. I think you're a little warmer on him than I am. What were your or what have been your takeaways? He's puzzling because I even talked to some Pistons fans. Shout out uh, Bryce, um, and I was like, hey, what do you think of Wiseman? And I feel like every every Pistons fan's got to sit there just like, oh. and, and it's just like, I'm watching him in those games. And I'm like, someone will pay this. Like, someone will pay for this. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just like, he, he will get a contract. He's playing so damn hard. There's some predetermined stuff. Um, But there's some stuff where I'm like, you could tell why he was a top pick. There's the upside stuff where I'm just like, he's, he's dunking on people. He's talking some shit shit i i'm rooting for the kid mm-hmm. because he's still so raw like yeah um but it's but, just but a that's weird, the concern yeah it's just such a weird fit um and bigs do click at really weird times it's just tough for him because i feel like he's trying to do so much so fast to prove he's worthy um I don't know if it's going to happen with the pistons obviously them re-signing isaiah stewart it's like okay what are we doing no, I, I say I like the Isaiah Stewart extension, but it's like, what are they going to do with Wiseman? Are they just trying to, you know, sell him for, for top dollar at, around the deadline? I don't know, but um, I'm rooting for him. And he played; he was playing his ass off. And I just look around and I'm like, I would at least think some team would pay him because there's worse guys, but you never know. You really never know. What about you, Metcalf? Yeah, here we go. He, he, here he we just, go. Here we go. <laughs> it's year four, and he's in summer league. He should be dropping 35, 15, and five blocks a game. And But it's year he, four, but it's like year two for him. Like, he got hurt. It's like year three for him. No, he didn't play his first one. He got hurt. Uh, second, uh, whatever. He got hurt one. Okay. Whatever. Give me a break. I, I, I want him to be good. I'm rooting for him. It's just it, he, his developmental curve has been so disrupted at so many different spots that he just like every step forward he takes, he gets knocked back like three. And it, it sucks because the, the athleticism and the size is really, really freakishly impressive. And that alone should give you so much to work with. But the processing just doesn't seem to be there. And defensively, he seems to step late. Um, I like his on ball stuff. I thought was fine is more so the rotation stuff, 
then when he would attack off the dribble, everything was predetermined. Like what we just talked about with Shaden Sharp, it's the exact opposite where when he gets a guy leaning one way, he then for some reason Euro stepped into the guy. Um, like he, against the, I think it was, um, I'm blanking on who it was against, but he had one like dry or he faced up at like the top of the key, drove right, kind of Euro stepped to his right, and then the defender moved the other way and then. Wiseman stepped back into the defender, even though they moved out of the way. It's like, what are you doing, my guy? Like, you have a layup here, or you know, a pull-up or a floater, like something uncontested, and you're making it harder because you decided five seconds ago that this was going to be the move that you wanted to take. So the optimistic view is that he's out there trying different moves to you know figure out his footwork and figure out tough shot making and all that kind of stuff. But at this stage in his career, I know it's been super disrupted by injuries and whatnot, and that sucks. It's put him behind the eight ball. But at this point, he should be going out there and dominating, especially given how freakish and impressive his athletic tools are. I understand. I completely, completely understand with what you're saying. Um, okay, hit me. Let's go on. All right. Uh, we got to rip the Band-Aid off. I haven't seen much of him, but talk to me about my sweet, sweet prince, Johnny Davis. Oh man, this is gonna get, this is gonna hurt. Um, so it, it's gonna require me to go down a deeper rabbit hole. I went and watched him against the Celtics. I was like, "Hey, Celtics versus Johnny, I can't pass this up." Jordan Wallace versus Johnny Davis—that's the real main attraction, not Victor Wembanyama. They're playing at the same time. Catch on, catch up, folks. Come on. Um, he looks better, but the shot does not. And I watched him at the end of the last year. And I was like, did they tinker with the shot? Which always scares me when they do that. Um, I feel like Memphis did it with my boy, Brandon Clark. Mm. And one year I was like, oh gosh, he can't ever shoot again. Um, And I get so scared when these teams tinker with it, where it's like they try to rehaul something or overhaul something. And Johnny's like the elbows getting out wide. It just doesn't look as smooth as it did when he was with at Wisconsin. Um, so I'm a little nervous about that because as good as he looked at times, it still comes back to that shot. Yeah. And like the shot wasn't like, oh, it's it's you know. He's Reggie Miller from outside out of college, but I still was at a point where I was like, it's not horrendous like right. i think it's fine but now it just seems like it's a little i don't know so i'm, I'm a little nervous hate nervous that. um yeah i hate okay. that well but re- the problem is is like he's still making johnny davis plays right making good plays on defense making good rotations making good passes making good sh- like backdoor attacking the basket and then i just get the shot and i'm like what do we do here what, do we, what were we what are we thinking who who did this are they with the organization still? No, I'm kidding, but um, I'm rooting for them. It, it's just, it was tough. And it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to keep watching. And um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm still holding out hope. I, I hope I you watch and tell me I was wrong. Yeah. I'll, or the next couple of weeks, I'll have to go back through some, some, yeah. some of the stuff. I, I just haven't had the time or, you know, just scheduling. Um, but someone did see live who looked so much fun peyton watson um oh boy i'm so in love 
so in love with Peyton Watson as a basketball player. Um, was that the first game? We, no, we watched someone, and then he was the second yes. game. Okay. And it did not take long for all of us to be holding each other like, oh, gosh, it's happening. <laughs> um, shout out McLovin. No, I, I just – he looked unbelievable. And he looks like such a fun weapon. And he looks like he's got that mentality of like, I'm going to run through a wall. If the Nuggets want me to this year, I'll do anything. Um, he had some big blocks. I think that was the game Andre Jackson blocked him twice. Yeah. But he also had some big blocks in that game. He had some dunks. He just kept coming after you. He was attacking. He was doing everything. He was playmaking. I, Payton Watson looked awesome. I think he looks fantastic. Did they shut him down early, Metcalf? Um, it looks like it. He's only played two games. Yeah. So it, it was very quick. I, I think he skyrocketed up my leaderboard for the too good for summer league. Um, very quickly. Uh, I mean, he's probably in the top seven at least, but what did you think of him? Is it right on schedule for you? Is it just like, Oh, I even thought the shot looked fine. I thought yeah, the shot it, looked it better. Looked, it looked, it looked okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not great, the, but we're getting there. The defense was like, holy shit. Maniacal. Like, it was the, the, the rim protection, the on ball stuff. He was talking shit to guys who he, he would wall a guy off and then get in his face and then go down on the other end and make a be- beautiful kickout pass. Um, I love that they put the ball in his hands a lot to kind of create an offense. Um, because that, that was what was so, so exciting for me about him as a prospect when he was coming out of high school. It's like, holy crap, this dude is an awesome passer. And then at UCLA, his role was what it was. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be the big time scorer or whatever, but I think long-term it wouldn't surprise me if he slides into that Aaron Gordon role of being that kind of ball handling, playmaking defensive focused forward who can occasionally knock down a catch and shoot three. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if this next year he slides into that Bruce Brown role and does a lot of that off the bench, you know, pseudo point guard, um, defensive monster stuff. Um, I obviously Bruce Brown shot is at a much better place than Peyton Watson's is right now, but I think just simply off the catch, keeping that simple wide open stuff, which he'll get playing in that Denver system. I think there's a lot there to get really excited about. I, I think he's going to be one of the breakout guys this year. He, it, you just sit there and we're watching him and you're like, the defending champs are going to let this animal run wild. And he's going to do some stuff on the court that like Bruce Brown's awesome. I love Bruce Brown. And I always think that those guys are so underappreciated, mm-hmm. but now we're going to get this potential hair on fire, six, nine with length and terrifying playmaking and incredibly bouncy weapon version of Bruce Brown that, yeah, the shot needs to come around, but I I love Peyton Watson as a prospect because I was just like that one year did not tell me the story. And when I saw his flashes, I saw him in person and I was like, he would play like five minutes and he'd come in and be like immediately the first possession at UCLA. It'd be like block, layup, steal, steal. I was like, the dude's played four possessions. He's made a play every play. So I just think Denver is going to look really smart because he has the tools to be a headache 
for another team because he just he can do a lot of stuff and i do think that shot will come around on a respectable level and if it does pray for mercy (laughs) he looked so good so yeah uh who else Go, go ahead Okay, um, let's just hit these last couple kind of rapid fire. Um, I haven't yeah. seen a ton of them, but you, um, I, I think you've seen a little more of them. Yeah, um, I have a disease. T- t- take them in whatever order okay. or whatever you want. Uh, Benedict Matherin, David Roddy, Drake Larabia, Ochag Baji. Roddy is one of the ones that impressed me the most at Summer League. I've watched him a couple games, um, and I was not expecting it he looks like he understands what his role is going to be this year. He's playing very smart. Um, I've looked at his numbers. I know like the percentages might not back up, but he looks like he's going to be this big bodied guy. That's like, I'm going to hit the outside shot. I'm going to play good defense. I'm going to play smart basketball. I'm not going to make things too difficult. I'm, I know my role. And I think Roddy looks like a guy that's going to earn some minutes this year. Um, He's humongous in person in a good way. Like it just in good shape. Like he's just, he knows how to throw his weight around. He knows how to draw contact. He just knows a lot of the sneaky stuff where I'm like, Hey, this might be your backup to Desmond Bain. And it's really awesome. Um, Laravia looks like another guy that is going to have a solid year of earning some minutes. And then all of a sudden that, third year might be going like, Oh gosh, that contract's going to be nice. He's going to pull in. Like he just smart player. Again, Memphis is doing a good job with getting some young guys ready to rock. And I'm not saying, you know, they're going to be studs this year, but we might look up by the end of the year and be like, they're going to play in the playoffs. They're going to play good minutes. They're going to be important pieces. I just, I was very impressed with Roddy and it was a guy that I was kind of, all over the place as a prospect. I was like, is it going to work? And now I'm like, Oh, he's going to be smart. He's going to know when to get to line and he's going to space the floor and play good defense. So, um, yeah, I'm in, um, so, Matherin. Yeah, l- talk to me about Matherin because going into the draft, I was a little lower on him and still obviously lottery guy, but it felt like a lot of people were seeing Vince Carter, out of him and i saw more tim hardaway jr um we talked about kind of the the changes and adaptations that like guys like trade and sharp and max christie made to their games this year and from the limited stuff that i've seen from atherin it doesn't really feel like he's taken those same steps he i I watched covid's games um and and for everyone listening like i was a humongous matherin believer um played at arizona i didn't think it was fake i was just like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of his game i absolutely love i think i even had him top six um the shot selection has me a little scary a little scared um is it that he's just taking tough shots because he's always done that or is it the fact that he's trying to create different stuff failing at it and still shooting probably that um it looks like, like he, a guy that's he's said, always taken tough stuff that's depleted as percentages. Yes. But it, that's it, not real the real reflection of how good of a shooter he is. It's some early shot clock stuff, which like I know he'll do, but he's usually pretty smart about it. It looked like a guy that was trying to shoot his way to being pulled from Summer League. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just looked like a like 
And then every time I got frustrated, he'd come down and have an unbelievably gorgeous pick and roll and throw like a dime for a dunk. And I'd be like, there's the math I know. So I think it was maybe him just trying to be like, I'm going to go out and put up 30, which is fine. I understand you're a second year summer league guy. You're trying to tell everyone you're the guy. It looks like he was just trying to force it a little too much. And when he let the game come to him, I was like, there, there he is. So I don't know. I'm not too I'm not too overly worried about it. It was just kind of like a hmm. Um but that's also like maybe they're trying to do that to kind of get him ready to roll for the next upcoming year. Maybe that's why Detroit was trying to put Ivy in a playmaking only situation. Sure. Masterin, I'm not worried about. He's gonna be a bucket. Halliburton's gonna run the offense. And there was plenty of good that I was just like, eh, questionable shot, questionable shot. And then there was plenty of good stuff, but you're, it's, it's what you said, Metcalf. He's always been a tough shot maker. Um, and maybe just a couple games I watched it, it didn't happen. We'll see. What else? What other one did you have? Uh, talk to me about Ochai. I'm loving Ochai. I, I, I just, everything I've seen this summer, Ochai is ready to be a, a He's going to be a rotation player for years to come. And I saw him like, I love Ochai. He's right on path. Utah, as good as Keontae was, I think Ochai's consistent play year two, it's going to be awesome. And then I think year three, you might see like the numbers are really on a more consistent level all over the place. Cause I think he's just playing tough. Um, We know how streaky he was at Kansas, Mm -hmm. but like when he gets hot, he gets really hot and he's, tenacious with rebounding and stuff i i think utah's i thought they were going to be a team that looked like they're taking a step back i would not shock me if utah's maybe a baby step forward this year i don't know they got a lot of pieces all right rucker anyone that we missed any burning thoughts or desires from these players or um, summer league in general or the upcoming summer that that, that you need to get off <sighs> I'm trying to think of it. Did I feel like I might have missed some names? Oh, I'm sure we missed plenty. Orlando Robinson looks like he will deserve that contract. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, hold on. I'm running through. I'm pretty pumped about your boy, Wendell Moore Jr. Um, you would be the only one among well, I just sp- think there's going to be some path where he earns a role. Um I I haven't talked about Dyson Daniels because I need to watch more of him before I feel confident about talking about him. Oh, <sighs> j- just you know, uh, in case you miss this, Trace J- Jackson Davis in his summer league debut, fourteen points, seven rebounds, six of nine shooting, not bad. He he also looked very slow. I watched the first quarter. He looked very slow. He looks <laughs> like he no. He just looked very like I have no conditioning. Blah blah blah. I also yeah. think they broke the news like five and four minutes before tip. Like update he's now starting so i wonder if it was just like oh gosh he hasn't he hasn't played it yeah he hasn't played he hasn't played at all um caleb houston looked intriguing made some really nice passes when we saw him in person he still looks like he's just uh, every time i see caleb houston i'm like gosh he's bigger than i thought and we even joked about that Jalen springer looks like better but the shot i need to come around but he looks Mm -hmm. much better um I think he's still like 15 years old. Uh, a name that I want to shout out that we did not return her and I'm done. Uh, Jabari Parker, Jabari Walker, Jabari Walker, <laughs> Jabari Walker. Sorry. Um, I'm reading my preview piece and I saw Jabari Parker, Jabari Walker of the Portland Trailblazers. 
I was so impressed. He's going to figure out a way to be a piece of this roster. He just looks on the right path. He was lengthy. He was making mm-hmm. plays. I really, really was That's intrigued. Yeah, so I, I liked what I saw from him. And then Keegan Murray. We have to give Keegan Murray a shout-out. He played two games in Sacramento, gave the fans what he wanted, was a monster, <laughs> my guy. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else, Mike. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited for all of this. I think the last two draft classes were going to be pretty spoiled. Um, mm-hmm. It was tough talking to a lot of people in the stand <laughs> or around the NBA this week. Uh be like, hey, like anyone at 24? Nope. Oh, <laughs> shit. And I was like, neither do I. <laughs> so, but hey, we're going to give every, it's it's going to be an awesome year because I'm covering every single person I can. I'm going to go scout everyone I can. Like, I think it's going to be a really fun scouting year. So it might be tough for fans, but it's going to be fun for no ceilings. I'm pretty pumped about that. But yeah, and th- th- that just means that we're going to have to dig a little deeper and, you know, f- find those diamonds in the rough that, uh, pop up in every draft cycle some of the boards next year are going to be wild um the i feel like these last let's just bs it about it right now let's bs for five minutes okay awesome this is great all right um i tried to do this five times in vegas with the no ceilings crew and they all all the conversations got cut short and i was like son of a gun i need like a a powwow for a while but we'll just do it um i don't know who my, my top five will not be what everyone else's top five is I feel like I, there's yeah. some guys that everyone the the boards I've seen are on the line. I'm saying like I don't I don't feel good about that guy there. I don't I just I don't know where are you where are you at? There's wild cards galore. There's returners. Um, I think it's going to be a big year for returners. Um, like. I, I was skeptical about the Donovan Klingon stuff. Um, he's probably going to be preseason top 10. Um, I think Tyrese Proctor, preseason top 10. Uh, I think a guy like Trey Alexander is going to be pretty easily first round. Um, I think even a guy like my boy KJ Adams might sneak into the first round. Um, I think it's going to, there's a really high possibility that it's an incredibly underwhelming Freshman class, at least from the standpoint of the guys at the top of the recruiting rankings not showing what we expect guys with those rankings to show. And that's not necessarily their fault, but I think people's first rounds are going to look wildly different. Yeah. I, I, um, the Ignite's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go see them a couple times this year because of the roster, but they have a lot of names. Um, a lot of names I'm excited about besides the two big dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have... Oh, wait. I do have my 24 database because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> um, yeah, I have 167 names down right now. Um. Darlan, I'm, I'm going to mess everyone's name up, but Darlan for the G League night, I'm excited to see. Um, Baba Karsane, I'm excited. Um, who's the kid that just reclassified to go to North Carolina? Elliot. Oh, um, yeah. Cadell, or whatever. If I butcher everyone's name, I'm sorry. Um, I'm really pumped to see him. He's a little undersized. But, like, you, you, you – 
there's every single guy I could think of in the top 10. I have got, I got questions about, um, like big, out, big questions, big questions. Holland. I feel like I'd be more comfortable taking him at eight than I am at one. Um, Buzelis, I don't know. I got, I got a lot of questions about Buzelis. Um, probably saw one of the worst games, so I'm not going to book it off on one game, but I need to see a lot for a number one pick. Not there. Collier for USC. Love the mentality. Love how hard he plays. He's going to be a, he's going to be an asshole on the court. Like he's going to be really tough. He's going to put up big numbers, but is he going to put up big numbers in a bad class? And he, who knows if the shot comes around? Yeah. He's probably going to be in the running for that, but we'll see the playmaking's got to come around. I just got questions everywhere and it's tough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and like it, it's a great year for guys who aren't the top five recruits to potentially sneak in there. Like a guy like Omaha Baloo, who we both are huge fans of, he still has his warts. He's still super raw, but really, really intriguing. Um, and even you even go further down and look at um, guys like Scotty Middleton, Jackson Shellstad. There's a lot to really get excited about, or at least intrigued by, just looking at the freshmen when you get out of that kind of top five range because the numbers, you know, the one, two, three, four, five, those guys aren't the typical one through five recruits. And that's not to dog them necessarily because if they had like a nine next to their name instead of a four, they'd probably be like, oh, I like this guy. Um, you know, like we talked talk, talk about Justin Edwards like that when we were at Hoop Summit, he was the number one recruit. And we're like, is he really a number one guy? But now he's like four. And it's like, ooh, kind of like in Justin Edwards, which is just shows how dumb we are. Or at least I am. No, I, I mean, when we were there and we saw him, I used to love Justin Edwards, but when we saw him there, I was like, hey, I would like to see a little more from number one mm-hmm. guy. Um, yeah. And then I saw some stuff defensively and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I might yeah, be in on that. Um, incredibly smart defender. But I'm looking just like, I've got a ton of names already written down and I just look around and I'm like, man, who is it? Like, cause it's going to be a breakout right, sophomore like, that throws their name or it's going to be a sophomore. It's going to be a, re- yeah. Or a ret- whatever return or whatever you want to say. Don't come at me. Um, but like I loved Omaha and then now it's kind of slowed down. Risha share. I wanted it to be him. I don't think it's going to be him. You, you, I hope you I'm can't wrong. be in FIBA's final and take one shot and score zero points. No. Um, AJ Johnson's the sleeper. Corey's been pumping that a little bit. I yeah. saw a little bit of stuff and I went, oh gosh, Corey might be onto something. The international class has a ton of dogs. Um, Dave Mara, I want to find out. I'm tired of those UCLA rumors. I almost think it doesn't matter. I still think he should be pretty high up. It's just wild. Yeah, um, I, I think the Spain guys are a really smart group to keep an eye on. Um, like the Daimara, uh, Baba Miller looked awesome oh my gosh he looks so much better so good we talked about it in in vegas i said oh gosh he looks so much better go ahead um he's on i i know i'm not in love with him but he looked really good at fiba too enough where it's like should we take a first round flyer on this guy or top 20 flyers like why not if you know he keeps showing what he showed um i'm not sure on when he's eligible but jordy rodriguez i'd be like let's take a fucking top 15 pick on this dude. He, his versatility is scoring his playmaking his basketball IQ. It's like, he looks awesome. So whether it's returners or 
some kind of deeper international names. I think those are kind of more the guys to keep a closer eye on than maybe some of the more traditional big name high school recruits. Yeah. I mean, Briley Kugels, we haven't mentioned yes. him. He's going to be a big riser. Almanza's, he wouldn't shock me if he goes and does some real nice stuff with Ignite. Um, yeah. But that team is going to be so stacked. It's going to be really interesting from a developmental perspective. Um, I think it's going to be, I think there's a chance that it is going to be a really strong international class. Um, if you want to consider like, oh, Almansa is going to play with the Ignite where I'm like, okay, well, he was with Spain, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But like there's there's some talent overseas that could make this really interesting really fast. Um, I don't know. I'm just wild class, folks. Just a wild, wild class. Like it really, I'm looking at everything and um, – it, I think we've been spoiled lately. Yes. And I'm scared we're about to get the <laughs> level out class. Like, let's level it out a little bit. But it might be also one of those classes where you could get some depth pieces that are nice. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're – right now, I'd be scared getting a top two pick. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, we, we said the same thing about Anthony Edwards' class. And, you know, no, uh, I said Anthony Edwards was a damn dog from the beginning. I, no, but I know what you mean. Like, I'll say it. I'm not, I'm not high on DJ Wagner. N- neither am I. No, I, I think we, I'm we talked a, about it. I think and, I'm a little more intrigued than you are, but not to the point where I want a top five pick on him. Yeah, no, I don't see it at all. Um, I'll go down swinging on that one. Uh, I talked to you guys in Portland about it. So I don't see it at all. I've watched. I don't see it. And then I watched the whole week of practice. I was like, I don't see the top five pick on DJ Wagner. Hope I'm wrong. Yep. Going and to the right place. Going to the right place to prove me wrong. I know that. <laughs> and a lot of basketball left to be played. Oh, for sure. And there's going to be some transfers. Me and you are still Roddy Gale mania. Um mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't know. It, it, it's crazy to look at some of these. Like I just keep filling out these names, and I'm like, who's gonna, who's gonna be the one that pops? So now I'm just trying to delay it. Part two is great. I love this. This is great. All right. Well, well, we'll have plenty of more 2024 preseason stuff throughout the summer coming for all of you. Um, but he is Tyler Rucker at Tyler underscore Rucker. I'm Tyler Metcalf at T Metcalf one, one. You can find all of our work at no ceilings, NBA.com. It's a hundred percent free and you can follow us across all socials at no ceilings, NBA. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review and five-star rating until next time. See ya.